you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and NFL.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, Sheck, Sheck, Sheck. I feel like we have to modify that open. Because if you're going to be in here regularly, gotta, I don't know what we're going to have to do. We'll, yeah, we'll work on that. We have to work on that. But the man who I'm speaking to is, of course, seated to my immediate left there, the former all-time great for the Pittsburgh Steelers Thank at you, the sir. cornerback. That's right. I think you really make the te- – well, I mean, the, the te- well, it's Ike Taylor, who I'm uh, saying hello to. But, Ike, two of the top three cornerbacks in NFL history, Rod Woodson and Mel Blunt, so right. that's uh, esteemed company. But I would, I think you'd probably be – in the Super Bowl era, you'd probably be the number three cornerback in yeah, Steelers you got, history, you right? You got to put me at the three. I'm gonna respect the one and the two. I'm gonna work. Gra- let you work the slot. Gracefully, I'm gonna respect. <laughs> I'm gonna respect the the two because they Super Bowl champions slash Hall of Famers. That's hard to do anyway. So That's true. they set the foundation. I just came through. I was just passing by. Wow, for 12 years. Yeah. That's hardly passes <laughs> by. Pass by. Look how <laughs> modest he is all of a sudden. And then uh, seated to Ike's immediate left, our old pal making what, your third go-round here? It's number two. Only number, two? Uh, only it's number the return, two. yeah. On the Dave Damashek football for me. Uh, program. It's uh, Patrick Claybon. What's the poop with you, fella? Uh, just training camp live. All right, we got a lot to all, talk about. All fun, but we're man. not in training camp. No. You guys, I brought you guys some snacks if you want them. I don't want them snacks. Well, listen. How, don't speak for Claybon. Then you got your no, hands all over. The, I, you got your I didn't put hands on anything. Man, I brought you a thumb, cup of scones. Your thumb was on the top of the biscuit. Okay. Well, listen. I didn't know you were so fastidious. <laughs> yeah, but, I am. but look, if you want a bacon and sausage no. muffin Claybon, how much pig is on that? I don't know. Sure. But is what it? do you guys? Before we get into the football, the pigskin talk, let's talk about pig. What would be? It's my. It's a question I've asked for since the dawn of time. I ask you guys now, what's the best breakfast meat? Best breakfast meat? Yeah, breakfast meat. I don't know. I'm a yogurt. I'm a parfait guy, so I really don't eat heavy. 
a parfait guy. Yeah, what does like that have to yogurt. do with breakfast? That, that's my breakfast. Like I like my yogurt and my blueberries and my strawberries and my pineapples in the morning. I call it a You're parfait. Retired. See, I, I can no, that's, that's that's what I eat. I know, but you don't have to eat that way. Wanna, now you can start eating bacon. Like it it comes naturally to him to retain peak physical condition. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm a. I think we make too many excuses about breakfast, and we ignore the things that are really good. I think steak's the best breakfast meat because well, it's one of the steak best and meats. Eggs. It's very good. Yeah. It's very good. That's you know what? Right. I, I'll go. I'm going to stay in the swine family. Okay. I'm going to go bone in ham. People bone always ham. people think ham. bacon or sausage, but really, don't forget the bone in ham. You know, that's bone a in ham. that's a tasty one. All right, listen. Here's what we have to do today, fellas. First of all, let me remind you, nay, demand that you go back and listen to our most recent podcast because on that one, or no, that was two podcasts ago. Me, Ike, Nate. Burleson and uh, Bucky Brooks Bucky. sat around. We, we did the uh, ifs for the AFC East. We do the ifs, and we'll do the AFC West today. And I'm going to ask you guys, this team will win the division if this team will have a disappointing season if, you know, glass half empty, glass half full kind of stuff. Today, like I say, we'll do the AFC West. But Ike, Nate, and Bucky all shared some dynamite training camp tales. I never knew about this training camp eye business, but I can go for days. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 up to speed now. Michael Robinson was in here. Yes, yeah, uh, the yeah. last time. That was a great podcast as well. So go back and dig all those ones up. All right, fellas, let's get into as we jump in on some uh some pigskin talk here. Let's um let's start with some very important stuff. And the first thing up for uh for discussion Chip Kelly and the Philadelphia Eagles, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I guess my it raised my eyebrow when Riley Cooper said what he said on video. I thought, oh, they'll just cut that guy. They're not going to keep him. When they kept him, I thought, hmm, that's curious. But ever since then, I don't know why. Maybe I'm naive. I don't buy this Chip Kelly is racist stuff. Malcolm Jenkins, who's as smart a guy as there is in the NFL, denies that. I'm going to start with you, Ike Taylor. Your thoughts on this on this issue? Is it for real or no? I don't think Chip is racist at all. You know, he he's just he's been a head coach, meaning he's in a position of power. Usually head coaches take their time to weave guys and get their guys. He's not taking his time to weave guys out. He's cutting guys and he's getting guys right now. As as mad as we want to be with coach Chip Kelly, He's still 20 and 12 his first two years. Mm. That's hard for a head coach to come in two years in a row and go over 500 and to have them kind of numbers. So, yeah, as a player, I'm sure they're mad and they're saying they can't relate. And it's a lot of things they're not liking what he's doing. But at the same time, man, he's going to live, live and die about how he feel. You know, he's coming in, he's cleaning house. Hopefully he will be successful. If not, they'll bury him in the dirt. But at the same time, I get what he's doing. He's just doing it at a faster pace. Yeah, but what about the lack of answering things? Maybe that's the issue. Claybon. It's, it's, it's different. It's different, and people are trying to figure out how to get a reaction to it, as Ike was talking about earlier. We're talking about them because they're winning, and, and that's the reason that Chip Kelly is a part of the right. conversation. And so us on the outside, it's like, well, we want to know more. We get these things. We hear from Boykin. We hear from LaShawn. We're getting stuff. It starts from them. with Shady McCoy right? leveling that charge. Well, he's a, you know he doesn't want any black guys on the team. Right. I, I I really I wouldn't say that you know because the majority pretty much of the NFL is probably le- leaning 
towards black guys anyway. Well, the Eagles. Well, well, the only team that matters in this case is the Eagles, and it, it you know doesn't seem saying, like he's <laughs> he's. It, it, it matters because he's been successful, you know, and he chopped the head off that team, and that was shady. You know, if you think about Philadelphia Eagles, and you think when you think about him, you're thinking about Shady. You think about Superman changing in that phone booth. Like, that's how good Shady is. Now, Shady's gone. It's like, ain't nobody safe here. Yeah, you know that's a I'm fair saying? point. Yeah. It's I thought like, he sent it, that message with Deshaun yeah, it, a year before. It's like nobody's safe. Deshaun, Deshaun was that – he's an X factor, but everybody knew, man, when you're game planning, you're game planning for Shady because you don't want – you game plan running backs because you don't want them controlling the clock. You can take away a receiver. You got a game plan for Shady. And Shady can go – he can play receiver, he can come out of the backfield, or he can pretty much beat you running. So you can say what you want to say, man. You cut Shady McCoy, man, you saying something, you making a statement. Is it a matter of – for Chip Kelly, is he sort of uh, falling prey? Because it seems like he's confused. Why are you guys asking me questions about this as though – you know, there's a there's a little bit of a Popovich vibe going on there. You know, when you watch him do those sideline interviews in the game, he wants nothing to do with it. And my response is, well, it's, I'm sorry, that's a part of the gig, man. If everybody decided I'm not talking to the media, then it would be a pretty unsatisfying product that uh, that we would put out here. It's a part of being in a big time sport. Yeah, and that's what that's what our job is is to be the go between. Like you give us the message, and we get it to the people. But when there's an incomplete message people are going to fill in the blanks. And yeah. so you have the reaction was like, the question becomes, is Chip Kelly racist? When Brandon Boykin had this long, nuanced statement about what he really means about his relationship with Chip Kelly, but people don't pay attention to that, and they just go to the straight, is Chip Kelly racist? And it's like, well, that's not that's not what I was saying. It's just Chip has some communication. There's a little bit of a of a difference in the way that Chip communicates things. It's like I was saying, he's just doing his thing. You, you, you can't be a pop. The, the the only two guys who get that level and who can be standoffish, I think, is Pop and Coach Belichick hmm. because those guys have earned rings and earned enough stability and being successful where they can do that. Coach Chip got to understand, man, he knows. It comes with the territory. You know what I'm saying? Like when you sign up to be an NFL head coach, you sign up for a lot of things and you don't sign up for a lot of things, but at the same time, you got to understand what comes with being the head coach. Yeah, what coach. are you going to do? It's the same thing. We were talking beforehand. If you are uh, on a sitcom, that when those actors get pretentious about, I didn't sign on, I didn't become an actor to deal with the media. All right, well, then don't be anything <laughs> that anybody sees then. Just do local theater at the at the community center, and then you won't have to worry about it. But if you want to get paid for this, this is part of the gig. I don't know what else to tell all, you. All Coach Chip have to do is give a political correct answer, and it's going to be gone. But the more you be standoffish, yeah, the, more right. we, the, the more we want to know. Like, yep. hold on. Since you don't want to <laughs> answer this question, something else is going on. When you go out and answer, that que- answer the question, okay, next question. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he can say what he wants to. He can say a lot of things are bizarre. But he got to understand, too, man. It, it just it, it comes with the territory. That's, that's just how it is, man. You're making millions of dollars. So people want to know. Mm-hmm. They want to know. Well, uh, let's go from one strange named guy for a leader of men, Chip. It mm-hmm. must be weird to take <laughs> orders from a guy named Chip. Now let's move to another guy that's surprising that he is the he holds the hopes and dreams of San Diego Chargers fans in his hands or will this season. Melvin Gordon. 
Now the Chargers have two guys named Melvin on their team, Melvin Ingram and now Gordon, which is interesting. But the name isn't the first name that's intriguing right now. It's the surname, Gordon. His mom says – what do you think about this, fellas? His mom says she won't put his name on the back of her Chargers jersey (laughs) until he earns it. What kind of behavior is this out of a mom? Old school. No old school. No, mom is all the way old school. Like, you got to earn everything. Like, man, since she was a baby – you have to. You had to fight and work your way up. Not me. To, Bo to, Damashek to, loved loved everything I ever did. I know to the situation. So he has. If I see that, he has a strong background. He has a strong foundation. If if I'm looking from from afar, and his mom is on him like that, it's nothing but helpful for him, the organization, and financially decision making. Like. She's going to tell him how it is. Like, as good as he probably think he is, she's going to encourage him. You're no, not, that's no, terrible. No, no, no. You're, you're, you're not, not let the coach do that. This is nah, his mother, it's, it's, for goodness sake. She already, that's my point exactly. It's she already from, named him Melvin. That's not coming, damage enough? It's coming from mom. That's my point exactly. It's different when it's coming from coach than mom. When mom talks, it hurts. When coach talks, he just being coach. It's a different kind of vibe, like with your with your kid. Like when mom talks to the kid, it's a little bit different. When you talk to the kid, it's a little bit different. As he get older, if he into sports, when the coach talk to him, yeah, that's coach. Coach ain't doing nothing but coaching me. But if I matter of fact, I got two coaches. I got a coach for the San Diego Chargers, and I got a coach at home. Cause coach gonna tell me sometimes what I want here. Mama gonna <laughs> tell me what the heck I need to work on and what she see. I don't know about this. And the, Play this on, is, break this, this it's, tie. It's the same philosophy that got him the name on the back of the jersey in real life is the way that mom brought him up. Right. Now, I could, we could from the outside looking in say, Mom, you did it. It's, it's okay. You can stop now. You, you've got him, <laughs> you got him where it needs to be. He's probably going to be the same man, you know, that you brought up and raised. But this mother Bob Knight? She, what but, is this? Like, why would she have to treat mom, him? Moms can't stop. Moms can't stop. You know, you, it's like, you know, I – Somebody runs into me in a car, and, and uh, the scariest part is calling mom because she's going to be worried sick even though I'm grown at this point. Like, they, they can't turn it off. I, <laughs> the whole that's mom. right. My mother, <laughs> my mother loves me unconditionally. She doesn't uh, give me threats like, well, I'm not going to watch. She's, I'm not going to watch what you do at the NFL until check, you earn it. Check, she's mom, a.k.a. the enforcer. All right. Yeah. You, you, what you about your What that. about your family? How were they when you got there? No, no. We're not gonna, we don't care if the Steelers win. We don't care if you start. I, you earn it. Oh, <laughs> uh, we made it. That, well, I that, know that, you made it. Were they, that, were they but, that, but 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 it was already installed in me because of my background. You know, like I came came up hard. Like it, I didn't have much, but what I did have was my mom and my two sisters. Then at the time, I moved back down to New Orleans. I had my family. So for me, it's always been about family, not how much you have man, how valuable the family is, you know. So it's all about love coming from my standpoint, you know. But not so Melvin Gordon's mom. It's, it's, that's not it's, love. That's, uh, that's, that's tough love. love. That's love, man. That's, that's, that's tough love, man. That's real tough love. And he's going to appreciate that forever. I, I guarantee you this. Every guy on that team is going to love Mama Gordon. Guarantee you. Hmm. Guarantee you. Because she's going to tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. And you got to respect that. Uh, well, all right, listen, We can, that's fine, but I'm just saying for the record, Mo Damashek, my mother, was the exact <laughs> opposite of that. There was no tough love. 
The only thing that happened to me, in fact, was when I left the house and I was like, you know, six, seven years old, right. I realized, oh, the whole world doesn't think I'm the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. Right. It only happens in these four walls. Right. That was a shock to my system. Yep. In a way, my mother and father failed me in that regard. They <laughs> built me up too much. So it was disappointing <laughs> when I left the house. It, backgrounds might be a little bit different. Maybe. I, I can just, see that just, just we, a little bit we maybe didn't grow up the exact same. But, Ike, real quick before we move on here okay. to something uh, else in the news, Brandon Boykin gets traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. What right. number, does he wear 24? No, I think his number is 25. It is 25. Yeah. Okay. Would you Grant, call Bryce Grant, McCain? Grant, our rookie. McCain's gone, so he can take yeah, that. Yeah, Grant, our rookie, has number 24. How's that make you feel? Um, I said, dang, y'all just let my number go that fast. <laughs> like, I, 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 was, I agree with you. I give y'all, I give y'all 12 and it's on to the next. Like, like that. Let me, know how you, let me know how you really feel about me. Tell, you, you like, like, well, Melvin Gordon's mother's busy saying, I'm not putting your name on the back. You should get in touch with your mom. should be calling I, the Steelers and saying, what are you doing? 24. As soon as she's a click. That's terrible. They're going to block her. Click. You know what? No one's ever worn 12. No one's ever worn 32 again in Pittsburgh. 58. 86. Yeah, I know. Them guys in the Hall of Fame, though. I, you know what? I, I'm angry for you. All right, let's talk about that. Speaking of anger, as a matter of fact, right. um, big training camp fight earlier this week. Des Bryant and another one of the Dallas Cowboys throwing fists. That's something else we were talking about just before we got going here, Ike. This is not an unusual occurrence for any football practice for any, you know, three, four week in the heat of August and all that. This is bound to happen, right? No big deal. Man, you got alpha males in 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 one setting. Everybody is either trying to make the team, trying to get a new contract uh, at, at some point in time in the prime of their career. Everybody has some kind of pride and ego when it comes down to playing football. You got to. That's that's just the way you're built. If you don't, you're not gonna last. Being you're not gonna be able to last in the NFL if you have a passive attitude. It's an aggressive attitude. So we fight all the time. When I played, that's that's what we did in training camp. Then it it, it really got down to the second and third year um, when I was feeling myself when I when I was starting like. I'm not about to fight you on the field anymore because everybody's going to break it up. I'm gonna fight you in this locker room to see to see <laughs> to see to see that's hardcore really, to see if yep. you really want to fight and 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 that's how it was. So what everybody is getting to see now on TV, this been going on, you know. So that's we, worse than a hockey fight. You guys yeah, keep we, the helmets we, on and everything. Yeah, that's we no we we making a big deal out of it because it's being exposed. But everybody who's been around football. They know, man, this is what these guys do, you know. And if you really want to fight, we're not fighting on the field. I'm going to see you in the locker room, you know. And after that, man, you shook hands. Reason number 328, I'm not an NFL football player. (laughs) That wouldn't go well for me. All right, fellas, let's do this right now. The Des Bryant versus the guy who's trying to catch on with the team fight got a lot of noise. The Cowboys, in fact, were covering it. NFL was covering it. Let's let's open it up, though, and, uh, you know, the fantasy, if a training camp, it doesn't even have to be the guys on the same team. Let's start with this one. The best training camp fights we could possibly see, if we're going to show these on TV, let's raise the standard. How about this one? Michael Crabtree versus Richard Sherman. There's the tale of the tape. Claybon, who would take this bout? Well, I think uh, you have to consider the, the lead-up to the fight being a big part of promotion right. as far as if, if we're doing this, and obviously Sherman would, would bring in a, a big chunk of that. And 
I haven't seen anything to, to show me that, that Crabtree would win the fight, to, to be honest with you. Crabtree's a big guy. Yeah. I've been yeah. around him. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Crabtree. Okay. I, I've, 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 I've seen Richard from afar. A great corner. A, a, a corner you don't want to throw to at all. But from a fighting standpoint, it's, it's been a few times where guys have tried Richard and – you're looking for a what you going what you going to do next like hmm. you 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 saw it when they played the Redskins you saw it when Browner ran up on Richard after the Super Bowl like okay you can't get in my face like that so when you see guys keep trying trying you I'm going to throw a red flag at that because hmm. now they trying your manhood you know what I'm saying like on the football field, nobody's messing with you at the cornerback well, position. More practically, what I would do is, I mean, the the hair's a liability. I just get a hold yeah. of the hair, fight's yeah. over. I'm, you know, <laughs> what are you going to do then? All right, next fight, this the, the Philadelphia Eagles have a QB battle afoot. Who wins this one if it goes to the fisticuffs, Sam Bradford or Mark Sanchez? Ike, I start with you. I'm going to go with – Mark Sanchez. This would be a terrible fight. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Mark. I think as pretty boyish. I was gonna say he doesn't want to mess with Mark up the money. Sanchez. I, I think he just got it. He got it in him. And I, and and one if I think going to USC and being in that that what it is that media of New York, the number like the media capital. Man, you got to have some kind of tough skin to be able to last over there. So. So far, man, Sam hasn't haven't he? It's been okay. His ride been cool. He's a country boy, taking nothing away from him. But I'm gonna go with Mark on on, on this one. Well, if his chin is anything like his knees, well, I think and, the problem, and, and that's and that's where I'm going. I'm going with my my fellow ACL and Sam because he's got a high pain tolerance. Okay, he, he's he's been through one. he's been through the battle. He's been that's through rehab. Play. He's had to spend a lot of time in the gym, and I mean. You know, I'll take his, I like, I'll take his I, arm over Mark's. I'm going with Ike on this one because I think Sanchez, he's been through the fire. Anybody who doesn't just go into hiding after you fumble the ball after running into your right. own teammate's yeah. bum, like that, if you come, that would be it for me. I would say, well, that's it, world. Goodbye. I'm never going to be seen in public again. He right. keeps on playing. So I, I say, uh, I go Sanchez. Next up, the two smallest guys in the NFL, Trendon Holiday and Darren Sproles. How say you, Claybon? I, I go with Sproles here, uh, mm-hmm. covering uh, Troy University. We went up to K State uh, when I was in when I was in college, and Darren Sproles one of the best running backs yeah. I've ever seen in person. It, it, being this feels just, easy. I can yeah, say it's, yes. It's yeah, uh, I think I'm gonna agree with Clay, man. I'm gonna go with Sproles. You know, it, and I like his size. I, I didn't even know he was 190. <laughs> He's like your <laughs> new friend here at NFL Media, yeah, Maurice yeah, Jones Drew, that bowling ball yeah. kind of build. MJD is a bruiser, a bowling ball. Bruiser, I was telling MJ when I first when I first came, he was here. I was like, man, you're like one of the hardest guys I hit, and I hit you off a of default. Like the situation was, you called the ball, you turned around. I thought I smacked you, and I just slowly started moving down from your head to your ears. <laughs> like, man, it, it hurted me more than anything. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, he's he's built just like him, just at a smaller statue. So I'm gonna go with these pros. All right, we all agree on that one. This is probably our main event: JJ Watt versus Gronk. Ooh, that's a good one, right? Yeah, no, you can't beat I'm, that. Battle. I'm paying for it. This is the, uh, this is the main event. Ooh. Ike, 
I'm gonna go with Grunk. And this, this is really yeah. tough. And this one, I think, I, go, think I know where Ike's going. Over and here. this one, go with Grunk. He has a boatload of brothers, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they 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 disagree all the time. Ah. And, and in the heat of the moment, meaning, man, if one of the brothers say something that's a low blow, we fighting on sight right there. We fighting on sight. You saw it in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep. You saw it like. That they were winning. You saw it pop off in the Super Bowl. It was him and Bruce Irvin, right? Mm-hmm. From Seattle. Like, then you asked Grunk about the fight. He was like, Yeah, I just saw some people fighting over there, so I wanted to go fight. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's Grunk. That's Grunk. Yeah. He's your all American boy. I mean in JJ. He played White. hockey though. That's I think that must count for something. Who JJ? Yeah. So it who? does for a lot, but in the meantime, both between the two both of them not thinking twice about fight. I think they both going. I think Grunk just Grunk just Grunk, man. Like he's just a different dude. JJ's a different dude. He too. doesn't have as much on his brain weighing him well, down. He's, 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 he's probably he don't, Grunk doesn't have all his marbles. Right. Is what I'm saying. Like when the guy <laughs> when a guy has a party and it's water and disc detergent and he moves all his furniture so he can have slip and slide parties. In the house, something is wrong. Yeah, that's having your priorities the man is, in order. The man is really living the dream, <laughs> and he cares about nothing but football and having fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Claybon, any reason? I to mean, it? just more career fights. I mean, who's how many fights are you going to be in if you're J.J. Watt versus being Rob Gronkowski? I he think just lives in a world where he's going to fight more. I, Nobody wants to fight J.J. You guys have uh, have uh, swung me to your side of things here. I would have gone Watt because of the hockey point. And plus, he's, well, I guess they're, they're having head-on collisions every right. snap. But the thing with uh, Watt is, too, he's the man in that locker room, so nobody ever would test him. Gronk keeps on getting tested. So you're right. He's probably, with the brothers, he's probably more conditioned it's not just probably with no, brothers. Don't, That's don't, don't get it twisted. He's the man in that locker room also. He's just a funny, silly guy. He's going to keep everything calm and silly in that locker room. He can be as mean as he wants to in that locker room, and they're going to respect him. He's just that – he's not that kind of guy. That's not his personality. All right, let's round it up with this one. Gronk's coach, Bill Belichick versus Pete Carroll. Who takes this bout? Clay Man, on. all you got to do is look at the picture. Go, Clay. Yeah, I, I just um, – I'm going with Bill Belichick. <laughs> I don't know why that, that, gra- that picture makes it clear that Belichick No, it does. It, the, the fight gets on the ground. It's over. It's a wrap. See, <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go with Pete. Cause it's I'm, not exactly a shapely uh, uh, 220 Belichick's yeah, carry, Pete, though. Pete, Pete going to jab the heck out of Coach Check. He going to jab him. He going to keep <laughs> it. He going to keep him as far as where as possible, and he going to jab him until he get him on the ground. I agree. I'm. You nice. know what? Pete Carroll's old. You don't realize he's 63 years old. He doesn't look 63. He's though. very fit. He runs a lot, so he'll he'll be able to endure as long as he can hang in early. There. This is Sugar Ray versus Hagler, in my yeah. opinion. I don't think so. I, I, I agree. I agree with Clay though. If 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 Belichick get him on the ground, that's a wrap. Yeah. Well, once he gets Pete, a hold of him, I don't think Pete gonna let him get him on. What's the he ground. gonna do? Rub his belly on him? What's he gonna no, do? I think he's, he's, gonna, gonna, he's gonna, gonna get those hands he's gonna, on. He's gonna choke. He's gonna choke him to sleep. Is that right? Yeah. Going to choke him to sleep. I'm going to throw one more at you, and then we're going to move on here. Ben Roethlisberger versus Cam Newton. Claybon, how say you? Oh, man. I mean, Cam got hit by a truck, and 
was doing all right. I, I just uh, well, Roethlisberger's had his. They're both run in they're both very large well. people. The first time I saw Cam in person, it looked like he was standing on a cartoon character's legs. Yeah. That's that's what I thought. I he thought. is the biggest. He is the greatest physical specimen I've ever seen. He is so. He is. There are very few, if any, guys in the NFL that are bigger than him. Max Starks, maybe. Cam Newton is a mountain of a man. Greg Jones. <laughs> you ever seen Greg Jones? Yeah. Like the man, like two sixty, probably four percent body fat. Like I have to tell Greg, "Hey man, put your shirt back on. You're making me look bad." <laughs> and I like to think I have a nice physique. You know what I'm saying? Like well, one thing's for sure, Greg he Jones. Very good. Doesn't he smell good, Claymon? Thank you. That's that Versace. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but Greg, Greg between Greg Jones and Cam. Man, them two guys, man. Just all right, Cam v. Roethlisberger. Who wins no, that fight? Cam all day. Like, no, stop. how could you? Man, like? take your feelings out, Shaq. <laughs> Shaq, take your feelings out. This ask, ask yourself that question. I listen. I am really asking think, my. I think. You I think, think Newton. I think Cam. Win? I think. I don't think Cam wants anyone messing with the money maker. No, oh man. I think it's, that's right. I don't no, think he wants. I don't think hey, he wants any of that business. Boo. I'm not buying. Don't that boo one. any. Don't uh, boo. He booed you on your show. I know that. I don't know if that's appropriate. <laughs> you know what? Let's just put this ugliness behind us and move on. It's time for the AFC West ifs we've already tackled. The AFC East, the NFC East, the AFC North, and the NFC South. I think that brings us up to speed today. Like I say. AFC West, and let's start out with the reigning champions. They've owned that division since Peyton arrived, and off the top of my head, even before that, I think they had that 15 guy, mm. Tebow. Oh, that's a talk about a bad memory. I don't know. Really no, I, it was a learning curve. It wasn't no bad memory. In, in life, bad memory it, for me. Yeah. Tim West. Tebow? Yuck. I yeah, didn't he, like that, Ike. Why? Because I, I was sad. So, I wanted to so, see the Steelers win. So, picture how I felt. If you didn't like it, picture how the hell <laughs> That's I what felt. I'm saying. I said it's a bad memory. That's all. But you know what I always say to people? The Steelers You're still won. bitter about that, huh? Well, no, because you, the, you got what nobody knows is how many guys were lost in that game for the Steelers. Oh, yeah. We had like three starters. You would have been doomed anyway. Three starters. Because Casey Hampton hurt his but knee. But don't doomed. nobody want to hear about how many guys wasn't playing. It's all about W's and L's. You're right. So, let's get back to the next question, man. Thank you, Ike. <laughs> I don't know why you had to bring up that game. You, you're the one who brought I it up. I don't know what happened, but it's in the rear view mirror. No, nah, it's right on the side of you. The Denver Broncos will win yeah. the 2015 AFC West if Patrick Claibon. Uh, 23 and a half sacks combined between Vaughn and Demarcus. Whoa, so specific. I love it. That's great. You know what? I, I interesting. Well, I want to get Ike's thoughts on that. So the def- So you're saying the defense? Yeah, basically- I, I, I believe I believe in Peyton and CJ. I, I just think they're back. Demarius. I feel I feel confidence in the offense. How say you, Ike, on this? Uh- it, it, as long as they have Peyton Manning at the helm, they're they're going to win it. Like it is is he got a good setup? He got three good receivers. Um, he has Coach Kubiak, who is known for his zone run schemes um it's it's a perfect setup a perfect match for Peyton like now in training camp he's not throwing the ball as much as he was like now he's finally established his playbook and we all know when it comes from chess to checkers there's nobody in the game who's going to play chess between the offense and the defense like Peyton Manning so now you bring coach Kubiak who's known for the zone running and being successful with the zone running, is is nothing more but helpful towards 
Peyton Manning, you know. So now I don't have to throw the ball 35 to 40 times a game. 25 could be my max, and we're still going to be efficient. So Peyton Manning, until he leaves, he's always going to be the key factor. Well, I disagree with both of you about <laughs> number 18 there, based on what my eyeballs told me in December and January. Right. I'm with you, though, Claybon. That defense has a chance to be – Fearsome. I mean, really. Think about the pass rushers they have. That back end that they have might Ali, be the best in the NFL. Harris, you know, Ward. They're loaded back there. I agree, but it, it still boils down to 18. Because 18 making your – as a defensive coordinator, 18 making, making my playbook a little bit bigger, meaning I can take more chances. If, if 18 wasn't my quarterback, I can't take no chance. It's, it's going to be very manila. Like, I can't. So, now I know 18 putting up 35 points a game. Man, I can just scroll down a Rolodex and pick one. Bam. Because I know 18 going to score points. Now, if 18 was just scoring 18 points a game between 21 points a game, man, I'm holding this thing like, man, we really sitting in meetings. That's what I'm saying, man. It boils down to 18. He's the X factor on both sides. I mean, I of course, they go nowhere if he is not good Peyton. I just don't know that we will ever see good Peyton again, legitimately. Claybon, so let's build on that. The Broncos will have a disappointing 2015 if. The exact opposite. If they can't get any pressure on the quarterback. If they can't get any pressure on the quarterback. They get let teams run the ball. They, they feel like they have to have Peyton go back to the situation where he's airing and out all the time. You have to worry about his longevity. If, if they can't, if they can't stop anybody, obviously that goes for anybody. Right. But I feel like specifically. I'm not worried about his longevity because I know there isn't any there for him. He's old now. He's, he has a bad neck. Now he has the groin that I mean he cannot push. And this isn't just anybody who wants to point at how he played. He had a quad injury in December and January, hence his uh, underwhelming performance. But this dates back to two years ago. The Seahawks in the Super Bowl exposed how you stop Peyton Manning at this point. He just can't push the ball 25 yards downfield anymore. Just take away the deep the deep third of the field, and, and what is Peyton Manning going to do to kill you anymore? Ike? They, they, they will have a bad season, again, if 18 isn't playing all 16 games. And then if you he's really, out there, you think they, they just – Oh, we got a chance every week. If he's if 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 we think this defense is that good, let eighteen not play, and we really gonna see how good this defense I, is. I, I'll tell you what, we'll dig into this deeper as okay. the season goes on. But okay. I, the reverence that every NFL football player has for Peyton Manning, it seems crazy to me that no one says, yeah, when he gets a, into January against high end defensive uh, defenses. He doesn't play as well. His, his, his he resume, feasts on the Jaguars. Right. He yeah. doesn't do well once he gets against good defenses. You're, you're, you're right. Like his resume in, in in late season in December hasn't been good for him. You know, it's it's been I don't know the stats on it, but just looking at it from a from a distance, it hasn't been that good. But at the same time, man, this this man is is is, is chasing Hall of Fame stats. Well, most people, Hassel. as you know, chase the you know? Lombardi trophies, and that's well, what matters. But he's just so he just so happened to have one of them too. Like you can say what you want to say about the man, man. The man have his own coaching crew. 
Like that that's how I serious I know he does. That's how serious he takes behind the scenes football. he actually has guys that yes. work on so the field. So that's as as a player, that's what we appreciate. Like I hear that. Man, this guy's all the way in. So if he's a head guy and he's all the way in because he doesn't have to be all the way that's in. That's what I you know what? I always say that. I think that's why people love the coaches, the players, because he just he is so committed to it. But that doesn't mean he delivers when it when it matters most. That's uh, that's another issue. All right, let's. He's got a point. He's there a lot. I mean, well, a lot of guys. Who, who there does a lot. carve up great defenses? Tom like Brady's there a lot. Ben Roethlisberger, Donovan McNabb. A lot of guys were there or have been there a lot in the 21st century in the postseason. All right, let's move on now. The Kansas City Chiefs, Claybon, will win the AFC West if ten touchdown catches for the wide receivers. Ten. It's got to be. I like that you go from zero to magic number. I like that. I want. I want. I want to see more offense out of KC. I feel pretty good about that. Simple, like if they take the leash off of Alec Smith. Oh, so you you think it's a coaching thing? Now I felt like they had the leash on the man. Hmm. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, they didn't. The receivers didn't catch a touchdown. If you want to talk about a defense, they had a heck of a defense Mm -hmm. last year. But at the same time. Man, I felt like Alex Smith just been leashed on. If if you just let the leash a little bit longer, man, just let the man do what he do. He's the first round draft pick for a reason, and he's your blue collared, hard working guy. They had receivers. KC had receivers last year. You know, I just thought the leash was kind of kind of on him last year. It's a whole new system. Um, Andy Reid has a year under, another year under with him. And I think, man, if he take that leash off, they're going to have the ups and downs, and he's going to throw more interceptions, but he's going to be more knowledgeable towards his receivers and situational football. Do you mean like freedom to improvise or freedom to? Freedom to call adjustments. Freedom because he he has a tight end. Like this, the setup over there is nice. I just think – the game plan was kind of leashed on. It was 25, 25, 25, meaning Jamal Charles, mm-hmm. you know. So now they have a solid two-back system in Niles behind Jamal Charles. Andy Reid, for the most part, pretty much always had tight ends, you know. So he's getting his guys. The same thing we were talking about Chip Ke- Kelly. Andy Reid is doing the same thing. He's just doing it at a slower pace. Like, he's getting his guys. It's just Chip. Was like I'm about to do this right now. <laughs> I'm not waiting two years from now. I'm doing this right now. Mm-hmm. Well, like I say, you know, Donovan McNabb got to the postseason a lot. Who was his coach? Andy Reid. Somewhere lost in the shuffle here with all the noise about who replaced him in Philadelphia. Chip Kelly is uh, somehow this uh, this lightning rod for attention, and Peyton Manning's in in the AFC West. Somehow people sort of forget Andy Reid always, almost always gets his it's, teams to the playoffs, and they got awfully close even last year yeah. with the injuries. Yes. Now, the, the only question for me with this team, Jeremy Macklin now moves from Philly to rejoin Andy Reid. I, I think Alex Smith is underrated. Jamal Charles, one of the very best uh, weapons in the league. All that stuff, I'm worried about the offensive line. And I, I, it's unsexy, and I don't have any, you, you, you know. You got two running backs to solve that problem. You know, that's that's the good thing about having two solid running backs. One running back is real special. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of take, it takes the load off the of offensive line, passing the ball 25 to 30 times. Or I can just hand the ball off 25 to 30 times, maybe mm-hmm. 30 times depending on the flow of the game. So all I'm really asking you to do is put your weight on the defender and <laughs> have a crease for one of my guys to get open 
instead of pass blocking and, and, and messing up a pass block set. Of course, man. So we can say the offensive line, but that running game is going to help that offensive line. This is swap for a swap. Claybon, the Chiefs will have a disappointing 2015 if. If they can't get the production that they need out of the run game. It's, it's such a it's such a big part of, of what they want to do, especially as Ike was mentioned with the, the clamps on Alex Smith. Let, let's say maybe they they leave the clamps on and, and they try to get the ball. They force the ball to Jamal Charles and in the screen game. They're, they're having to have Charles be their number one receiver and they can't really get the production out of the run game. Well, I'll start where Ike, where Ike uh, started with the Chiefs conversation is. Remember, they didn't have DeVito and Derek Johnson last year, and right. nonetheless, the defense was dominant. If they can if they if they can achieve that sort of level again, or maybe even be a little bit better as they get some pieces back, that defense should be mighty. And it's very simplistic. But to your point about the touchdown pass catches, if they get one extra score a game, legitimately, if they can scratch out an extra five to seven points right. a game, I think I, I think they were gonna. And in fact. They are my pick to win the AFC we West go. this year. What do you think about that, Ike? See, I think the Chiefs will have a bad season if the defense doesn't play like how they played last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they can just play like how they played last year, I think the offense have enough weapons, and it's a whole a whole nother year with Alex Smith and Andy Reid to the point where they figured each other out that they're going to produce more points. But if the defense don't hold up, like how they did last year, they're not going to have a good season, you know, because I don't think that offense is putting up 25 points per game. I look at it as a 21, 24-point offense per game. Anything over 28 for them is a plus, you know. So their defense, though, was solid. They, what, ranked top five defense last year? Yep. I know just looking at the stats on Sean Smith, he go from the – 27th ranked cornerback to the ninth ranked cornerback in the league. Like, so that's just showing the maturity. And I think everybody just came around as a unit and saw what Eric Berry right. had went through. So they all came. Oh, yeah, I left him out. He's all, coming yeah, back they as all well. came right. through that conclusion like, hey, man, let's do this for E. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And how could you be in training camp for the Chiefs and see Eric Berry doing what he's doing and not – like, it, it makes me having no involvement at all. It's it makes me want walking. to go in there and start working. Correct. I know, <laughs> you know. Curmudgeons who talk about sports for a living don't like when people like me talk about the narrative and the legacy and stop ta- using words like that. They have no place here. But, uh, you know, I don't know if it's true or not, but the narrative is in place for a storybook season. Eric Berry comes back and leads the Chiefs in an inspirational season to a division crown. You. You saw a clip of one of Eric Berry's teammates, like one of the guys was complaining. And he said he just looked over to Eric Berry and instantly his thoughts just went out the window. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here complaining on the heat, how bad my body is beat up, and I got this man damn near on his deathbed last year, and now he's back playing with me. Like, what the heck am I complaining about? And I think – when the kitchen gets hot sometimes and, and guys want to make excuses for themselves, he's going to be the motivator quietly. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to say anything. Just his presence of being in that locker room is going to motivate a lot of people. Just by showing up. Correct. The guy's got an IV dripping chemo chemicals in his body and he's working Correct. out. 
you know, wheeling the cart around. Correct. Like I'm you're telling complaining you, about looking think, at tape. I think that's going to be the 2015 story for this team. I think that's going to be about all built around the inspiration they got from Eric Berry and all that. I think if that's going to be If real. they can get an offense, that's the only thing that's been hindering the Chiefs is scoring points. If they can ever get back to scoring points, they're going to be hell. They, they remind me of the St. Louis Rams. Defense always be solid. If I can just give me an offense. Oh, yeah, I thought you were maybe comparing nah. it to uh, Kurt Warner. No, nah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying that gotcha. if I can just give me an offense, man, we're cooking with gas. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. All right, the San Diego Chargers will win the AFC West if? The San Diego Chargers will win the AFC West if Melvin Gordon can go for 1,200 yards. I like, he always gives a number, Ike. I like how he does that. Do you agree with that, that 25's got to step up big for, for the Bolts this year? No, it's their defense. And it's just the flip side of the last conversation. It's never been about the offense. Hmm. Like, Phillip, and I feel bad for Phillip because he's one of the true competitors at the quarterback position. I'm talking about, man, when I used to talk to him, talk smack to him, he talking smack right back to me, <laughs> and he telling me, we coming to your side till I get tired of throwing over there. <laughs> since you want to start talking to me, I'm about to change this whole playbook, and we're throwing to your side till this I get tired. This is in a game? This in is- a game till I get tired of throwing over there. So now I'm like, I should have kept my mouth closed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But their offense never been – Wait, did, and did it work? Did probably. he say, I'm throwing at you, Ike, and he, then he, you did? And then... He he probably threw a few more times than the game plan probably issued, and I'm cool <laughs> with that because we shook hands. We, we be laughing at each other all the time, like commercial breaks. We talking in between commercial breaks, but as soon as that referee blow that whistle and wave his hand for that clock to run, it's like, I hate you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they offense have never been – I love that. They, 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 That's they the defense. best. That's the way it's supposed to be. I don't they, like you guys shaking hands and everything. Yeah, that, don't be friends. Don't show that. It's the defense. Their defense got to step up. If, if their defense can help out a little bit, a little bit. I'm talking about taking, shaving from an average of, I don't know, 21 points a game, shaving it down to 18 points a game, man. And you got a guy like Phillip Rivers back there, one of the true competitors. All he needs is a Super Bowl because statistically he's been top five pretty much with every quarterback every year. If he can just get him a solid defense, he cooking with gas. Claybon, how say you? Well, you know what? Let's move on to the to okay. the negative okay. ifs. Then the Chargers will have a disappointing season if if they if they lose if they lose multiple. I mean, you could say this about anybody, but I don't think they can afford to lose guys on the defensive line. Yeah, uh, look at looking at the roster and the way it goes, and and going through draft prep uh, with the Chargers, I I just I, I just don't see it. Um, One of two had, Chargers, had, uh, Melvin's, yeah. Melvin Ingram, to me is a real difference maker. When he's out there, that defense is completely different. Right. The problem is yep. he's just he, yeah, he's he, rarely out there. He, he winds up missing a lot of time, and so if 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 he can stay healthy, and which is again the caveat in the entire league is football. Sure. But he just brings so much, and and some of the other guys on the defensive line bring so much, and they just look so different when they're in the game. Can they keep pace, though? I hear you, Ike, completely, and Mike McCoy has really, you know, Mm -hmm. generated points where, you know, at all his stops along the way, too. But to me, it seems like you talk about what the pieces the Broncos have on offense – and what the Chiefs have, can this? You know, I I don't see how the how either side of the ball really stacks up. The defense isn't as good as what Denver or KC is going to have, and the offense 
basically is even with those other offenses. It's not better. It's not they're not gonna so if their defense isn't as good, then the offense has to be better, and I don't see that as a reality Man, in twenty fifteen. Don't forget Phillip went in Denver and won that thing. Like Phillip know what he's doing. Like he yeah. he's a clutch he's a clutch guy, and we're saying that Denver has a good defense. Like Phillip going into stadiums, man, so-called pressure stadiums, and, man, he playing some football. You know what I'm saying? So it's on Phillip. Like if, if Phillip doesn't play good or if he gets hurt, I feel bad for him because yeah. Phillip to me is like Peyton Manning, meaning it's like Tom Brady to the New England Patriots. Like we don't talk about Phillip a lot probably because of his playoffs and he haven't won a Super Bowl but, man, it's a reason why he's still throwing that football mm-hmm. over there in San Diego, man. You take Phillips out of the equation, man, you're starting all over. Mm-hmm. Well, they all might over. be doing that in a year from now yep. if uh, they actually let him get out the door. I don't see that coming to pass. I think no, I can't Chargers see. will lock him up. Maybe they'll be in L.A. a year from now. <laughs> they will. Last thing, another team that might be in L.A. a year or two from now, the Oakland Raiders, Claybon. They'll win the AFC West. I mean, I know you're going to have to reach here. Yeah. But Go ahead. They're going to win the AFC West. The Raiders will win the AFC West if Khalil Mack can break the single-season sack record. (laughs) So, in other words, they can't do it. It's asking a lot of them. But I think maybe, you know, in his second year, he had that great year, showed a lot of explosiveness. Uh If uh, If he has this transformative season where he's a guy that guys can't game plan for and other guys can step up in the offense, you know, of course, they'd have to make a tremendous improvement. I will say they got more out of that defense in general than I expected. They were built along with Mac. They really brought in some well-known names that are a little long in the tooth, and more than not, those guys delivered. Woodson had another good year. Tuck had a better-than-expected uh, year. Ike, agree with uh, where Claybon's coming down here? The Raiders will win the AFC West if they can play with 12 people on both sides. <laughs> Wonder point, if they'll let them. Point blank. Period. It's been a long time for the Raiders. Maybe <laughs> right, the league right, can make a concession and let that happen. Right now, it's not their time. No. You know, right now, it's not <laughs> their time. And I know you go into the season having high hopes and having high goals, but realistically, man, I don't care what you're talking about. Unless they're playing with 12 on both sides right now. Well, I, I will say it. this. It would be fu- it, there, there are worse years to be a Raiders fan because you could get excited about Amari Cooper, right. Derek Carr, Latavius Murray, Khalil Mack. I think their worst so years on. are over. Yeah. I, I do agree. I don't think they're going to have – You want to see progress from those guys. Yes, I think the progress is going to happen is just you got two monsters in Phillip Rivers and Peyton Manning right now. It's just it's going to be hard. You know, right now. Well, like I already told you, the Chiefs are going to get past both those monsters and win the division. Now let's – and I think they can actually be a a pretty decent team if Latavius Murray can deliver – I mean, he had basically a game and a half of electric stuff and everybody got excited about him in fantasy football and otherwise. If he can, you know, to pay off and actually be a a guy who they give the ball to 20 times a game, they can be a halfway decent team. And Derek Carr, I'm telling you – I use my eyeballs. Like, I don't care about all these measurables. You got I, I look. I said I Ben you. Roethlisberger when he was at on. Miami of Ohio. I said, you watch. That's the best quarterback out of the trio. Eli, Phil. I said that to everybody because he looks like a QB. Derek Carr looks like a QB the way he slings it. You know, I had you can opportunity tell. He can to, spin it. To, to rank Carr when he was coming out, and I had him as the best quarterback in that draft. And Me too, Ike. By far, he is. And I agree, just using your eye test, like, we let all the scouts and the GMs deal with all that stats and measurements. 
but just using your eye test, man, like the man, the man is an NFL quarterback, and he's getting help slowly. He got a good running back, you know. Um, he he got his receiver, you know. They're looking for so. Boy, people are crazy about Cooper. If, how if good you, he's if, gonna be? If you've been looking at the highlights on what he's been doing in practice and training camp. Mm-hmm. Man, he's been torturing cornerbacks. <laughs> yep, that's, a, that's the word from everybody. All right, let's round it out here, Claybon. The Raiders will have a disappointing season if. Well, the only way they can really have a disappointing season, because we talked about the progress, if if people see your aggression from Derek Carr. Because the reason that everybody's starting to believe, it's like, okay, well, that's this right. this can be a real thing. This can really happen is because of number four. But if it, if, it, if he starts going the other way, then, then it's like, well, what are we doing? We're going to have to – Build, tear this thing wow. down and build it back up. He has a lot of doubters, but you've just heard Damashek and Ike say Which, that we believe in him. It's like the so giant I don't, council. What else can you say? On the head. What yeah, more play, do you need than that confidence? on the head right now. All right, well, listen. Everything was great today except for this news. I don't like this uh, that the, the Steelers have given away 24 so quick. Yeah. I don't like that. But all right, know, we'll right? deal with it. Let's eat bacon <laughs> on a job well bacon. done. We'll be back. Thanks for coming in, Ike. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Claybon, always a pleasure to get you in here as well. We'll be back with more hooey and applesauce. Pro football season is getting ever closer, everybody. Thanks for listening in the meantime. Thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.